0: Hello, and welcome to Dr. Whom, another in an endless stream of podcasts, but the only one with us. Uh, I'm joined by my friend, Robert. Hello. And Libby, who prefers intimidating silence to introducing herself. Hi. This, <laughs> this podcast is simply all about Dr. Who. Uh, each episode of the podcast is us talking about an episode of the show. And we're doing this in order so there's no avoiding the ones we do not like. If you have any ideas for bits and or goofs, you can let us know at Doctor Whom podcast at gmail.com. Uh without further ado, I think it's time to get started. Uh by talking about the first episode of the Doctor Who Revival, we have the episode titled Rose. Who wants to go through the opening of this fucking of this episode? Because it's I mean it's, I can
1: go beat by beat we want to. There sure, we
2: go for Yeah,
0: it. why don't you start going beat by beat, and then we'll interrupt you when we have some shit we want to say.
1: Sounds fine. Because so I have
0: to... four pages of okay, shit no I want to say. you're
1: interrupting me. Okay. Yeah. Cool.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> go. No, go, it. go, ahead. Go, ahead. go ahead.
1: So we open, of course, with uh, Rose, the title character, getting out of bed, uh, getting ready for her day of work. Basically, I get a slice of life in the day of Rose. Um,
2: okay that's it that's the episode i
0: I do want to point out that the opening to this it just has this insane like 90s feeling to me and i think it's just because like england is like a decade behind in terms of like their vibes like in terms of just like their like understanding of the world totally on point like they're on but i feel like they're Mm -hmm. like how especially in 2000 they were just a little bit behind and they didn't really put a lot of production into doctor who because i don't think that they believed it was gonna like be successful again
2: i don't know why they didn't believe that given that it was incredibly successful in the first place but i will agree and my first note is verbatim oh early 2000s graphics my beloved
1: (laughs) 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 yeah i'm on on that same note but i was like the first thing i wrote down was damn that fashion
2: Um. (laughs) oh yeah
0: yeah everything that they're wearing is so perfectly encompassing the time that they live and it's just so funny
2: i also really like the way that they go about just like establishing rose's life in the first like minute or so of the show Mm because one huge buffy the vampire slayer vibes Mm -hmm. um and then also just grounding her in the real world before they introduce anything about paranormal there is this
0: one moment right before the store is closing right where they say the store is closing in five minutes and then we're treated to a a shot of like a time lapse that is supposed to tell us that a lot of time has passed but
2: Mm -hmm. but it's five it's only
0: five minutes (laughs) and it's just like it's such a jarring cinematographic cinema whatever choice uh that it 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 just blew me away because it was just like you're trying to convince me that so much time has passed but you just told me it's only five minutes
1: Yeah so we get sliced in the life um mm. and then we move on to the next portion which is uh so she forgets like, turn in her receipts lottery so oh, it's lottery sure.
0: it's the lottery money when we were doing our test and i was trying to recall the episode details i said it was like coupons or something and i realized that i thought that they were coupons in my brain because british money has colors and that didn't look like money to me and i was just mm-hmm. like that's like british money is just weird
1: i don't know if i would call it weird but they definitely decided to use a different color other than just you know green, green.
0: <laughs> different Every shades other of other country green. in
2: the world has colorful money
0: i know but the thing is is i don't get to experience it and i'm jealous about it so i have to call attention to it i want
2: mm, the colorful yeah. money
1: our 50s are colorful with yeah i think they get they're trying to do like a red, red white and blue theme
2: they are that's Our horrific. Yeah. I don't want to do okay. that. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't want that. That's want too that. patronizing. Do you want like the flag
1: in the background? <sighs> Absolutely
2: not. No, oh, thanks.
1: Anywho, she goes down <laughs> to the basement to look, uh, return these uh, receipts. Nope.
2: Still
0: lottery money. And begins. Um... Why? I, uh, no, 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 okay. So she is handed the lottery money by a security guard who's like, yeah. hey, woman who works here. You go into the basement, the spooky basement, by yourself, instead of me, the security guard, who at the very least probably has pepper spray. You do it. You go into the, the dark, dimly lit, potentially dangerous basement instead of me doing it. And I'm just like, why is it her job?
2: I don't think anybody thought the basement was dangerous, though.
0: I guess, I mean, sure. But, like, how is it her job? Instead of like, she, she, they never say that she was like a manager or she was like uh, a shift lead or something. She was just like another uh, salesperson in a dead end job at the department store, and it's her. And it's apparently, it's her job and not any of the other employees to go do this thing. And I just thought that that was ridiculous.
1: I think that's a little nitpicky. I just assumed that they were like her. Um receipts are run out from like her sales so she has to be the one to take them back and be like because I don't I also don't see why I mean I it does like again a little bit icky to assume that like the basement is automatically dangerous in the department store yeah. you work at like I don't go into the like, back I'm room sure she's I gone down there
2: like, like <laughs> multiple times like, oh, I course, yes, regularly yeah.
1: so yeah she heads down there um, and then goes into a storage room because she hears a uh, some noises. She's
0: calling for Wilson, very a la Tom Hanks.
2: I was going to oh, say yeah. that. She's <laughs> yeah. like, Wilson! Wilson! Uh,
1: heads in there. Mannequins. Now, like, the shot doesn't seem, and this is my opinions creep again, the shot doesn't seem too omin- ominous to me. Unless, of course, you're afraid of mannequins and I must assume that it was mm. terrifying. So... Which...
0: <laughs> I also, those b- mannequins, they're just guys. Like you, you, you look at them and they're just like those are guys in an outfit. That's not. That's not a. That's not plastic. <laughs> like they, well, they. So, panic. You know, if you
2: were in just a basement filled with mannequins, there would be a, an element of dread. I think.
0: After watching this episode and having this in the back of my mind, absolutely. Before thinking ever that a mannequin could come to life and harm me, it would just be another. It would be like having a uh, walking into a shed full of shovels. You know what I mean? Like I'm not scared of the shovels.
1: I've Never seen. Um... Somebody get hit by a shot, so you know.
0: Not yet. It, Give it okay, time. I don't
1: know why that. It was a very <laughs> <time for> <laughs> um.
0: Also, I do wanna i uh, i want to point out the uh, the the NPC, the extra that we never get to see, um, Derek, who is apparently the prank master at Henriks Department Store, oh, because yeah. she's just like this is not I'd.
2: funny, Derek.
0: Yeah, I'm <laughs> just like. Who is Derek that you assume that this is something that he's done? What has he done in the past to make you think that this is something, like, he would go to the the extent to plan something like this?
1: One of the mysteries that will I don't think we need to know, but also, like, you know, he keeps us in suspense of, like, this Derek that we'll never meet in never
2: the- <laughs> the- world. just a spinoff world about world. Derek, and it's literally just, like, impractical jokers.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah, the mannequin's life is breathed into them. Um, they begin to slowly make their way towards her when the doctor appears.
0: Very slowly, very, very slowly. They are not menacing at all.
1: Um, and they run off toward the elevator and make uh make their escape.
0: So I, the light jogging that they're doing is just so antithetical to what I would expect someone to do. When they're running away from a dangerous situation they were like oh, especially when it's my
2: run for your life
0: yeah it's <laughs> just like they're just like jogging like this is a this is a healthy little fun run or or something and i'm running for my goddamn life and it's just God, just a little bit more urgency you know what i mean right i feel like i'm being really mean to the episode i do really like doctor who <laughs> i, just, I there's has not be taken
2: a lot. on a bit of a roasty tone.
0: Yeah, it's it's a little roasty, but there is some cool stuff. Um, Just maybe not so much in this season.
2: I will say, I really do like the way that the Doctor is introduced. He has just fantastic, chaotic energy the way that he shows up. He's like, I'm going to blow the place up. Might die in the process. You can't tell anyone because they'll die. By the way, I'm the Doctor. Nice to meet you. Fucking run. Yeah. like That's a great way to introduce a character. I like it.
0: Yeah, and after the episode, just, like, blasts through any exposition that they needed to for Rose mm-hmm. by just showing you her entire life in less than a minute. Uh, and then he just shows up out of nowhere, given no explanation for who he is. And yeah. it's just like this. It, it really adds to, like, this mysterious figure that he's supposed to be.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. After we've spent so much time establishing Rose and her life, and then it's just like, wow, your entire workplace has been exploded. Congratulations. Yeah. I,
1: enjoy- yeah. I did enjoy that, where he's like, I got this block of what looks like C4 explosives. (laughs) I wrote down
0: down sci-fi c four. Uh (laughs) and I'm just like so and part of me saw this and was just like, oh, you know, he needs the sci-fi c4 because he doesn't have his screwdriver yet. It's the first episode. He absolutely does. I know. Like 10 minutes later in the episode. yeah, Yeah. He 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 get he has the screwdriver. And it's just like, why didn't if it's a communications array I, like, coming into this episode fresh and not having, and, like, pretending I've never seen a Doctor Who episode before, no problems, right? How am I supposed to know what the the, the screwdriver can and can't do? But, like, I've seen enough Doctor Who to know that if it's just, like, a communications array, or, like, a signal of some sort, the screwdriver can usually shut it down. Mm -hmm. There's no need to blow up a department store.
2: Unless he's also a pyromaniac.
1: Just the ninth doctor likes to blow stuff up. I don't know. I mean,
2: <laughs> maybe. I guess. It's just fun for him.
1: He's
0: more, he might be more violent chaos than than any of the other doctors, but that remains to be seen. I guess when we deep dive into the, the other episodes, we'll figure it out.
1: Mm. But no, like I said, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I guess he could have used his screwdriver with future knowledge, Um, but when I was initially watching it, I didn't think about like, hey, could he have just used it? It was like, yeah. oh yeah, he's got to blow this thing up. So yeah. I saw no problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> I not question that,
2: but I'm also just like a sucker for explosions.
0: So it's fair. Even the CGI explosions that look oh, like yeah. they're not real. Cool. There are so many just like copy paste Photoshop explosions in this episode.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Oh gosh,
2: it is incredibly campy in a fantastic mm-hmm. way.
1: It's like, a charm to it that, um, I guess we'll get into a little bit later, but, um, so, yeah, Rose runs, um, Doctor blows up the building, she gets back home, and her mom and Mickey, her boyfriend, ever though they're, like, we're glad you're alive, um, and then we get the ominous shot of, like, her telling Mickey to take the arm with her, with him mm-hmm. before he leaves. And then, Completely like, unexplained why she did not just
2: leave the arm. yeah why does she like that is completely i was like what why have you brought the arm home rose
0: there's no point just chuck it yourself on your way home there's there's no point to carrying it around
2: or just Um, leave it in
1: the building
0: also in the beginning of seeing rose and mickey in that scene like earlier when we see them and they're like having lunch in the middle of her work day or whatever it's Mm -hmm. cute it's fun when they're just talking after the explosion, I just there was not a lot of chemistry not until at- like the very end. And it's just like I don't really I'm just like they develop it a little bit better in later episodes, but I'm just like knowing where this episode ends, I'm just like, yeah, I get it. Just dip.
2: I mean the entire <laughs> episode, it just does not seem like Rose likes Mickey very much at all.
0: Yeah. Which, okay, I don't wanna we'll get to the we'll get to the end at some point, but there's something anyway go ahead
2: <laughs> i think i know what you're gonna say because i yeah. also wrote it down <laughs> yeah
1: um yeah we get uh rose back with her uh, regular life alarm her mom reminds her that she has no job now
2: yeah <laughs> Rose's arguing. mom. i gotta say is just kind of a dick because she's like yeah, you might be traumatized, but uh, you gotta find some way to make some money, because you just don't have a job anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, like, the way she says it, and like, I don't know why you have your alarm on. There's no place yeah. for that you need to be. <laughs> like, damn.
2: Stone cold.
1: It's also only been, like, one day since this happened. It's just, like, I would understand if it be, like, three days in. Alright, let's start looking for a yeah. job. But, like,
2: give but, her like, some
1: time to adjust. You were just to...
2: in, like, what seems like a terrorist action. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. If they weren't afraid to use, you know, the word terrorist, I think in the episode oh, itself, yes. right? That's right. Of, mm-hmm. um, Yeah. Then we get the uh, reappearance of, of the doctor. She goes over to the cat flap. Um, she hears it like flipping in and out, and then sees all the nails, and then we see his lovable face.
0: They do. They do a really good job of making you think that it might be the hand. Yes. coming back in through the cat flap because that's absolutely what I thought was about to happen
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like I've seen the episode before and every single time that tricks me into thinking oh this is mm-hmm. where the hand comes back into play
1: but, yeah it's just him he's just yeah. um very silly exchange where he's like What's do- what are you doing here and she's like I live here what are you
0: doing here <laughs> like, I live here he's like what do you do that for yeah. Yeah. and then um, her mom tries to go on Mrs. Robinson on the doctor. oh yeah yeah and she's just like oh there's a strange man in my bedroom and he's just like uh uh-uh, not about it not gonna mm-mm.
1: it's like no <laughs> i also appreciate that that like whole scene is just nice um not like laugh out loud funny but there's like mm-hmm. moments where it's like each joke is like he's like flipping through the magazine in the house mm-hmm. and he's like it's never gonna work he's gay and she's an alien <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> yeah
1: we get the yeah they they meet Rose is trying to interrogate him about like what's going on and then we do get the reappearance of the arm which attacks them mhm what I thought was a funny way as he like <laughs> runs, <laughs> yeah they they face. very
0: clearly just were just they gave them the arm and they were like this what? is attached to your face just wiggle <laughs> around a bit <laughs> Um, A little bit before that, though, we get the first in uh, a, it's it's like a rite of passage for all new doctors, right? Where they have to, like, comment on some unfavorable part of their appearance as the yeah, doctor the and just ears. be like, oh, these ears. And we're just like, why do we have to self-deprecate the, the actors? You know what I mean? Like, it's a good bit, but I feel bad. I it's just
1: to show that they're, uh, I was going to say human, but, you know.
0: <laughs> that he doesn't have, like, control over the, yeah, you the way resurrection over
1: works. the your face looks like for the most part (laughs) yeah we get the exchange and then we he shuts down the arm Mm -hmm. he runs out of the apartment rose in in pursuit then we get the like long shot of them walking through Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: why was the music so tense during this long shot (coughs) I don't understand it was like in the there was like this like tense sci-fi music that's just playing in the background while they're just talking there's literally no reason for the music and it's just like they wanted something to fill the silence but like it doesn't fit the tone because they just went from the the tense moment and now we're supposed to be on like the the like come down a little bit before they ramp it back up and it's just why why the tense music
2: that's a good point not something i noticed but a good point
1: <laughs> i think it was just Trying to add to the like intensity, of uh, the exposition of him, yeah. I don't know why I didn't I don't understand why it was so intense. Mm-hmm. Like, was not like I
0: just, I, I, it took me out of it a little bit because this is the first time that I've ever noticed that, and I was just like laughing at this moment where I'm supposed to be like getting exposition. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I, it just doesn't, it's silly.
1: Yeah, it wasn't like end of the world exposition, it was like, yeah, there's aliens. There's weird stuff out there, Rose. I'm mm-hmm. part of the weird stuff. I'm dangerous to be around. I don't you think know?
0: it warranted that music. Um, I have a I have a note here. I don't know what I was referring to, but I I, I wrote God. I can't wait until the writing gets good. <laughs> Yikes!
2: I do love that this is, I think, the first time that we get the good old Doctor What running gag because mm-hmm. you know, God forbid they say the name of the show. Yeah. Is the, I can't wait until the writing gets good part in reference to when the doctor just randomly starts talking about, like, being able to feel the Earth's rotation?
0: No, I actually really like that. Oh, okay. I really, I thought that that was, like, the one moment. But it
2: is just simply not an answer to the question that he was asked, which is, who are you?
0: That's fair. It is not, it's not, it, (laughs) it doesn't answer the question he was asked, and he immediately follows this up with, like, he gives this dramatic monologue about how he can feel the Earth's rotation and how they're all falling through space and then says, LOL, forget about me, deuces.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Which is has the exact opposite effect.
0: Um, yeah, you would think he's been around for hundreds of years. He should know this about people.
1: Yeah, he should. Unless it was, it was him deliberately teasing, but I, that's too much speculation. I don't want to get into, like, speculating. Mm-hmm. You
0: know? well, hey, that's, that's all we're here for is speculation. Hard
1: speculation he did it on purpose he wanted rose to join um but yeah which he disappears in the tardis and she immediately goes on the internet and starts trying to look him up to get more also information.
2: right rose she goes imagine on internet, typing Google's in doctor doctor
1: <laughs> like i have here imagine
0: googling doctor and expecting a specific result yeah like any yeah. result that you're thinking of
2: what yeah, i have written down is rose you dipshit who do you think you are just googling the word doctor? <laughs> and this reminds me i just have this very specific memory of the first time that i was watching doctor who like back in the day with my parents and mm-hmm. my dad referred to rose the entire time that she was on as dumb as bricks girl and i think i understand why now oh
0: god <laughs> just in that one moment
2: just, where she's you know, just like honestly like doctor. this whole episode she's pretty dumb <laughs> i do love her immensely but like you know she took the arm home she just googles the word doctor mm-hmm. she does not notice that anything is wrong with her boyfriend when he turns into a plastic man like you know rose
0: <laughs> also i love clive
2: yes like, i, I totally what, forgot about this like, whole this is... like, conspiracy theorist plotline mm-hmm.
0: 'Cause like this is what happened like with the the next thing like she googles eventually finds by googling Dr. Blue Box and like <laughs> mm-hmm. finds this conspiracy website and it just says contact Clive with no other <laughs> she information.
2: Just does it. Like that's how you <laughs> get kidnapped.
1: Yeah. But yeah, she goes and contacts Clive. Um and then we get death. like some doctor who um he's been around for ages. We see him at the Kennedy assassination, mm-hmm. we see him before the Titanic, cuz <laughs> and then the uh, eruption at uh Krakatoa.
0: So I don't understand why they chose these three specific moments in history. Because I understand that they're trying to like be wherever he goes, tragedy follows. He is basically mm-hmm. the bringer of death and they're trying to like give this like mysterious vibe, but they've just told me personally, that the doctor was at the Kennedy assassination and didn't do anything. Right. Which is, like, recent enough history to where, you like, it's still kind of a big deal, right? So, it's just, like, not the best step when you're trying to make the character likable. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Just being, like, he just didn't do anything. Like, sure, like, later on, they explain, you know, like, specific moments in history can't be changed or shouldn't be changed. But, like, they didn't say any of that this episode. I don't know that yet. He just didn't feel like saving JFK.
1: I think we're meant to assume, which is make, assuming he makes an ass out of you and me, but I think we're mm-hmm. supposed to just, ass, like, it was supposed to add some dread to him, which seems weird, because like, I know this is a revival of Doctor Who, and some people haven't seen it, but it's kind of silly, because we, you know, there's 40-odd years of Doctor mm-hmm. Who history previous to this. But, um, add a little menace to him but yeah i like i get titanic you can play around you know, like he saved the family and everything before the mm. titanic and like but yeah the kennedy assassination is a weird one to use because mm. it, like you said it implies that he didn't do something or it also implies that like maybe aliens were behind it which i think it's one <laughs> topics that shouldn't but, quite be explored on a doc like a what's supposed to be like a family friend yeah with the, with the
0: Titanic, they did the whole save the cat thing where they're just like we have to we'll put him there but we'll also give him a reason to be likable, which is he can't save everybody but he's prevented this one family from going on the trip so they didn't die, right? But with Krakatoa and with the Kennedy assassination, there's nothing there. It's just he didn't save JFK and he didn't save anyone from the volcano.
1: Yeah. I mean, he either didn't try to save JFK, or he- or, even worse, he oh, failed. Right. <laughs> Unless, of course, even- I guess maybe this is even the worst option, he just was there to watch it, just, you know. Oh god! It's <laughs> a good little oh, no.
0: I didn't even think about that. Just I don't like, well, like I'm that.
1: here, I might as well. <laughs> oh gosh. Anywho, while Rose is in with Clive, <laughs> um... Mickey has an encounter with a trash can in what is mm. one of the silliest, I think, moments oh, of the yeah. entire
2: How? really something. How does nobody
0: on that street, how does nobody in any of the houses casually looking outside, see a man get eaten by a trash can? Mm-hmm. It The thing burped afterward. How did nobody see this? It doesn't make sense. I
2: don't think people look out their windows as much as you think they do.
0: I guess, but we literally show multiple people walking down the street before any of this happens. Yeah. One person's coming out with their, someone's like walking down the street. I think someone um, carries their trash out and gives him a dirty look because he's like racist or something. Uh, <laughs> and then dude gets attacked by a trash can. Nobody's there. Nobody's around this time.
1: Mm-hmm sometimes the streets are deserted. You know, just the trash can waited for its moment to gobble yeah. him up. Mm-hmm. I'm surprisingly okay with him being kidnapped by the trash can. My question, and maybe we'll get into this later, is how did the trash can teleport him to the location? That's what I'm confused about.
0: Yeah, because, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not, it, I mean, I guess we should have prefaced the entire episode with a spoiler alert. But uh, <laughs> I guess we could go a little bit out of order.
2: Just gotta give up on
1: spoilers.
0: Right, yeah. I but think like, it's
1: implied that we're going to spoil stuff.
0: Yeah, so we can go a little bit out of order here because Mickey is ostensibly fine. He's okay. <laughs> he ends up being like kidnapped. Their doctor's just like, oh, you know, it was always a possibility that they would keep him alive to sustain the copy, even though the copy melts. Right. So like, why do they keep him alive afterwards? Anyway, um, how did he get there? If all they had was the trash can. Like, they don't show us any evidence of the trash can having an accomplice. Like, the <laughs> mailbox or something. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, the mailbox wouldn't be made out of plastic, so I don't think it would be able to help him. So Could be. <laughs>
0: It's living plastic, Robert. You don't know the rules.
1: Well, it's living plastic, but most mailboxes are made out of metal. <laughs> and I'm sure that's the same thing as in in jolly Old England <laughs> is here in the United States. So maybe. But, I mean, like I said, like I'm not. I don't mind the trash can because, admittedly, a trash can is big enough to hold a human man, and mm-hmm. conceal them pretty well. It's just mm-hmm. how do they transport him and then transport in the duplicate without nobody? Yeah. <laughs> Because it's implied
0: that the trash can is the duplicate. Right?
2: Right, like it like digests him. and Or
0: like turns into him or something. Mm-hmm. They don't yes. explain it very well. They There's no explanation for what well. happens in that moment. They're just, they're leading you to believe that Mickey is dead. Mm-hmm. And that this very obvious fake is left in his place. And Rose, as, as you said before, Libby, in just a dumb dumb idiot so brain incredibly moment
2: incredibly dumb
0: it's so obvious that there's something wrong with this guy his yeah. hair his face everything's wrong he's talking weird his
2: speech pattern, yeah
1: it's pretty hilarious in some ways because yeah he has a plastic sheen to him and his yeah. hairline is like perfectly cut <laughs> as compared to <laughs> know, normal mickey you know which had you know Human like he's at his blemishes and everything and like his face mm. is all like smooth and like she gets right into the car. And no not problem that, that though the key when he starts to drive, he like swerves a little like across yeah. the street, which he, you think would be She insane. doesn't say
0: anything. Typically you would expect like some sort of like dubbed over line of Rose being like, you know, where'd you like why are you driving so crazy or anything like that? Couldn't be bothered. Couldn't be bothered to add anything mm-hmm. like that in there. She's just fine. This is how Mickey drives.
2: She's, she's just still thinking about the doctor. <laughs> yeah, maybe Mickey's just a really bad driver.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought about. Like, i would to give her the benefit of the doubt so she's still distracted by this mystery yeah, was, man. Yeah, she's still
2: thinking about the doctor. Mm-hmm. But, like, truly, she just simply does not look at or care about her boyfriend <laughs> at all.
1: Which I think speaks a lot to their relationship. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to be
0: fair, he also doesn't really care about her because earlier in the episode, after she's gone through a traumatic moment, he's just like, We should go to the bar. And she's just, You just want to watch soccer. And he's just yeah, like, Well, yeah. and she's just like, Just go. And they try to make it look cute, but it's not cute.
1: <laughs> Which may, I don't know. Oh, to give it the benefit of the doubt, you know, it all adds, this is all starts building up and adds to the fact that, like, she does immediately run into the TARDIS at the end. Mm-hmm. Not immediately. Travels. Not, not well, immediately. Yeah. Not immediately. Okay, well, we'll get to that when we get there. So, Mickey has been replaced. Uh, they go to a restaurant um, where it becomes obvious to Rose at this point, because it, mm-hmm. it wasn't before, that this is a fake Mickey. Because he starts to try to really interrogate her about the doctor. And then this annoying waiter shows up with this champagne <laughs> bottle. They do the Tell same bit
0: in Sherlock. I was like, the BBC has like a collection of seven jokes. That they need to put in every show. And it's just like, one of them is the main guy showing back up again, pretending to be a waiter.
1: Yeah. Well, as 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 we've said, this is the doctor. Uh, how he knows they're there. I guess maybe he just tracked him down. He did track down the arm, so maybe he's been looking for another...
0: More you know, living plastic.
1: All, all the yeah. So he tracks him down, and then... Here's what I question and maybe you guys have the answer why does he shoot fake mickey with the cork because it doesn't seem to do jack shit.
0: (laughs) well because he can't fire a gun he's the doctor
1: well it doesn't seem like he it seems like a joke on his part it's just like i'm just gonna shoot this thing in the face with this cork just maybe he giggles
0: maybe he thought it would do something and he was wrong i liked the moment because um fake mickey um just it goes through his head down to his mouth and like in the very most obvious cut ever where it goes his cg his his face goes full cgi and malleable or whatever and then they cut away and then they cut back to him just rooting it around in his mouth and spitting it out And i thought that was it was very obvious what they did but i think i still think it was very well done yeah i thought it was i, thought it was I
1: mean it's still so pretty like even even with my faults to it, I, I like I said, there's just a lot of funny moments I think in this, and that's one mm. of them because like he just shot him in the face with a cork. But um, so there's a little struggle as, soon as He yeah, he rips the head off of this thing because he needs it to um, because as he explains the rose the arm wasn't quite as good as a, as a like a. He's trying to find the the source of this, so he seals Indeed. his head. Um, and they run out of the restaurant with the body chasing him. like. Just absolutely wrecking shop. Uh, and then we get to the good old, here's the TARDIS scene. So they run into to it. Which I, I do appreciate it because we see it from Rose's perspective. He runs in. She goes mm-hmm. like, this box isn't going to help us. Then she runs in. We just see her look around. And then she runs back out. Mm-hmm. Runs around the TARDIS. <laughs> runs back in and we get the full view of it.
0: Yeah, I do like that they held off on showing us the full TARDIS until she did the the double take.
1: <laughs>
0: I love I I will never ever ever and I will and I'm I'm dying on this hill. I will never get tired of the the classic Doctor Who moments of like it's bigger on the inside. Oh yeah. I absolutely. Like ugh, every new companion if they don't have a bit it's bigger on the inside moment, I feel personally stolen from.
1: I think it's because it's something so natural that even, even if you were versed in the idea of dimensions and time travel and had it like mm-hmm. we're open to the idea, you'd still have to do the double take. I'm like, all right, the box literally is too small to contain what's inside. Because <laughs> uh, it would take your brain a second for it to actually click in the place and everything. Mm-hmm.
0: And then um, we get the the classic... Uh, another classic doctor moment where it's just like, all right, the human's going to have some questions and I'm just going to have to deal with it for a minute, I guess. And like, this doctor does not handle that very well. Like, I think it's just, and I don't think it's Eccleston's fault. I think it's just the characterization of this doctor, where it's just like, he's kind of an ass. Mm -hmm. like For no reason, sometimes.
1: Yeah, it doesn't quite feel like he should be as brusque as he is i'm trying to look for the right word right like, yeah i like i get that he's like because i'll say it later after they transport closer to the uh london eye not to spoil anything but um yeah
2: i gotta be careful with the spoilers as always
1: yeah <laughs> as we describe the entire episode and our opinions on
2: <laughs> extreme detail yeah
1: um where he's like, "Oh, I'm trying to save everybody, so like, sorry, I'm such a butt at the moment, but like, you know, the world might end here." Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I don't know. It felt maybe it's just also because this is like the very first episode in a long time, and it yeah. just sometimes it takes a show a while to get into the the groove of things.
0: Yeah, the, you can't base and like it's it's hard to say because it now that we have all of these extra episodes and we've seen a lot more evidence of the show Mm -hmm. we know that it gets good right but like day it comes out right and you're just like okay that's fun i guess
2: (laughs) do you think at that point in the episode he had already decided that he wanted rose to accompany him or was he just like this human is just in the way like let me do my thing Like, is that why he's being kind of a dick?
0: I'm pretty sure he only does the, like, big sigh of, oh, my God, I'm going to have to answer all these questions again for people that he, like, truly thinks are going to be a companion. Um, Other than that, I think he just, like, blows off their questions and, like, gives them some half-hearted answer. But I think he was, like, actually sort of involved in the conversation to the point where Mm -hmm. he forgot about what he was doing Mm -hmm. and And Mickey's head started to melt. And he gets—he just gets so upset that he was distracted that he doesn't have time to think of, oh, her boyfriend's fake doppelganger's head is melting. This is probably a rough moment for her.
2: Yeah, but here's the thing. She wasn't that mad when he, like, popped off his head. Like, she only got mad when it started melting. And it's like, yeah. wouldn't you be upset when the head got ripped off in the first place?
0: yeah that's a good point
1: yeah it's like not to get into like super episode analysis here but there's like some fine-tuning things that like just because i like she has a normal reaction to like realizing that her boyfriend might be dead and then his face melting probably adds to the trauma um but like yeah maybe when his head popped off but then again though that was in the middle of the um, yeah her life was the being the of body scenes trying scenes to the kill lives. them so like there's not enough yeah. time to like
2: p- sit really, and process yeah. it when
1: you're trying to be in the in immediately the trying to be killed and this is like the aftermath so it kind of makes sense in that respect um but yeah we have the moment that the doctor explains a few things explains uh, what they're up against shows rosie anti-plastic right um, he's gonna need
0: which is um if i may say this is the uh, nonsense sci-fi deus ex machina of the week. Is the anti-plastic. Uh, because, like, what? They don't explain anything about it. They're just like, this is anti-plastic. It's gonna work. Full stop. That's the end.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, and I don't think we need the anti-plastic described to us in, like, nonsense sci-fi detail. We just know right. it's going to work.
0: Yeah, because it's anti-plastic.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But the doctor, they arrived near the London Eye um, because it turns out, um, as the doctor begins to describe what was required for the real idol work, is a large cylindrical object that you know is a huge object that sits in the middle of London. He's like, "Where could this be?" And then Rose, right. I think, a very nice understated moment where she just like looked behind you and <laughs> like, behind. fully
2: like three times. <laughs>
1: No,
0: it's goes, the comedy dude. rule of fours this time because he's just like, What? 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 Oh.
1: Well, they uh, run across, find the secret layer for the uh, nesting nestine consciousness is what mm-hmm. it's called.
0: Yep. Yeah, the nestine consciousness.
1: Um They the doctor gives it its chance. He's like, No, no, I'm not here to kill it. I'm gonna give it its chance. And he goes in um Tries to negotiate with
0: it
1: it's standard, again, making it so alive and well.
0: Mm-hmm. Sorry, for it. it's we're we're at the point where this, like, I gotta give it a chance. Comes out of left field, right? Right. Because from what we've seen of the doctor, he's blown up a department store. He's mm-hmm. he's he's ripped the head off of this fake plastic guy, and the head melted. We have he didn't save JFK, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> how are we like we are past the point where you can reasonably tell me that he has to give this thing that's a that's ostensibly going to be killing a lot of people a chance before he does anything drastic he has already done the drastic yeah.
1: stuff we also haven't given like i think choosing the autunce and the nessine the- consciousness seen- uh since they are like plastic people, and we don't really see them as, like, a... They're not the same as, say, like, another alien race that might have, like, children and biology and, like, like, these these seem to be just, like, I can turn plastic alive. Mm -hmm. Doesn't quite have the same... Um... Like, I need to give them a chance. (laughs) Right. Um to, like, leave before I, like, end their species forever kind of a deal. But he gives them the chance. They talk. It roars at him a couple of times and discovers his anti-plastic and that he, and his time machine. And then are just like, he must be out to get me. And then it commences the invasion, and we see mm-hmm. poor Clive get blasted. Poor right Clive! Yeah, poor
0: Clive. <laughs> I, 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 I literally, in my notes, took the time to draw out a little, a little crying face, because I was just <laughs> like, Dude's got a wife and a kid, and like, out of all the random people that we could have seen die, why did it have to be Clive? I liked him a lot.
1: I think they just needed a, they. It's one kind of the TV things where they like, we know who this is, so like, it'll feel worse if if he's it the did. one who gets shot. His wife and kids see him get shot right in the face. Yeah, before us,
0: and it did. Um, it made me very sad. Also, I, can I ask a question? I know I've been asking questions a lot. How come making them come to life gives the mannequins guns?
2: That's... Okay, so I also wrote this down. I said, I don't think the mannequins should be able to have guns in their hands. No context think, for that whatsoever. I think, I
0: think them, like, sh- shaping their hands into, like, spikes and killing people is one thing.
2: Yeah, that's I think all
0: right. I think creating the complexity of, like, a firearm without any, like...
2: Gunpowder, that would also be anything? metal too right like that's yeah they're, they're not a plastic gun mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah that's it also brings up the question of why the plastic guns weren't used earlier with like, the like why didn't yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah why did mickey put pizza handles on his hands
1: mm-hmm. instead of say like yeah just straight up shooting the doctor. The right. It does. It does bring up some questions later when you go back and look at the what's previously occurred, and you're like, hmm.
0: yeah, it's just like, why do they get guns now? There's no explanation.
1: Oh yeah, it also brings up the weirdness of um, after a moment of hesitation, Rose um, saves the doctor by swinging on a chain, mm-hmm. um, which right, is now she well, bring the up just shoot elementary school.
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah, I love her little moment of just like, hey, I might be a loser, but I was really good at gymnastics.
1: I got the bronze. Um Yeah, she knocks them away from the doctor. The antiplastic falls in, destroying the consciousness. They escape as the warehouse explodes for mm-hmm. some reason.
0: And we hear <laughs> we hear the the word time lord for the first time mm. as the nesting consciousness like struggles against death it like calls out in english all of a sudden right. time lord and it's just like well, this is the first time we hear it we don't get any other it's just it's just like a little little a little breadcrumb for the audience who's never seen this before it's just like ooh, if you heard that what does that mean
2: i do think it's weird that the nesting consciousness basically just roaring and saying words or one yeah. word is like the only source of background we get for real on the doctor other than that he's able to feel the earth's rotation because like that's basically like we just get kind of a chunk of backstory download where he's like i couldn't save any of them there's been some war that's not my fault Mm -hmm. etc and nothing else i
0: think the war thing is is good because the thing with that is some of some of the doctor who backstory you can sort of explain away with just like maybe they assumed people had a background knowledge of the doctor because it's, you know, we've been a, a very famous figure in, in British mm-hmm. television for a long time, but between when the doctor who classics ended and this one, the time war went on yeah. um, and like finished and all that stuff. And so I think it's, I think that is an example of like decently setting up like the, the season arc of trying to figure out, like, the Doctor's secrets uh, and stuff like that, and I... It's hard to say about whether or not they did it in a good way or not, but I think that it worked mm. pretty well.
1: I think the of, of villains use the consciousness uh, was a good choice, because I think this episode needed to focus on the Doctor and Rose more mm. than who the villain was. Yeah, but I think plastic, living plastic people Was a good choice of like not overshadowing, um, yeah, what was important. Mm.
0: Like, it's Um, very basic,
1: very
2: basic, very 2D, yeah.
0: But like, that's what we need in a pilot because, like, we need we don't care about the bad guy who we're never gonna see again, we want to establish the characters. Yeah, I completely Mm. agree.
1: And then we get the escape, we get that moment where the doctor offers Rose the journey she declines cuz she needs she feels like she needs to stick with Mickey and her mom disappears he comes back and he goes like oh it's also a time machine and she's like okay that's what sells it right. the...
0: no she doesn't just say she doesn't say okay she looks at mickey and she says thanks and he says for what and she <laughs> says exactly. fucking exactly <laughs> fucking exactly you piece of garbage
2: god oh
0: my god it hurt like i don't care nothing yeah it's just like god damn rose since when were you such a savage oh also we 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 glossed over rose calling her mom to make sure that she's okay her mom trying to talk to her and rose just hanging up (laughs) yeah it's just like okay she's talking she's alive that's good enough for me hang up on my terrified single mother inform
2: her mom that she's leaving in the TARDIS either
0: oh yeah no um I do want to point out a couple of things that I wrote off to the sides that didn't really have to do with the plot at all um the the puns that the doctor the doctor I was like like when he deactivates the arm and he's just like Z armless Oh, yeah. that, was, that was really cute. I like the puns in Doctor Who. They're always so bad, and I love it. Um, and then the best example of just, like, nonsense British lingo in this episode, I think, is mucking about. Mm. I really like it. I really like mucking about. You're just, like, you're just screwing around, just mucking about. And I wanted to play a game with you guys. Oh, um, please. Okay. Yeah. So maybe this isn't going to be as crazy as a game. For you guys, but this was something that came up to me. Was it's? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you all the word of the day, and you're gonna tell me whether or not this word that the doctor said out of his mouth is a real word or some nonsense. And we're gonna we're gonna just we're gonna take your votes, and then I'll tell you. Okay, and you guys are both smarter than me, so you may be able you may be better at me at this game, and there they may be pointless. Um, so when the, the When the doctor is talking about all the bad things about the nesting consciousness and what they're going to bring to life, he says the phrase toxins and dioxins in the air. Is dioxins a real or fake word?
2: I'm going to go with fake.
0: Robert?
1: It sounds like a, like a real. You're
0: going to go real? Okay. Dioxins real word it just means an environmental pollutant
2: oh hey it,
0: it sounds fake
2: right it totally sounds fake but it's like it's real and it's used in a way that makes sense that's yeah good for them yeah
0: i'm just like they, they found so a really looking
2: at the script <laughs> well done
0: they, they found a word that sounded like sufficient enough sci-fi bullshit while also being just a real word and they mm-hmm. used it correctly and i appreciate
1: that what are they expecting nothing less than From a writer.
0: (laughs) Hey, man. Some I don't. I don't know. You might be giving them a lot of credit based on the rest of what we've seen in this episode.
2: Accurate. It's true. (laughs)
0: Uh, Well, that's all my notes.
2: Same. All right. So. Oh, except for the note that just says "No thanks" to the child mannequins. (laughs) (laughs) I stand by that one. Uh.
1: So, what did we think of the episode as a whole? Like, Christopher Eccleston as God, You gotta as learn Rose. how to say Eccleston. I mean, Billy Piper as Rose.
0: Robert, you really gotta learn how to say Eccleston's name. Did
1: I say it poorly? I was practicing yeah. all <laughs> <You really laughs> love.
0: I love, oh. I love the thought of you just looking in your mirror practicing saying Christopher Eccleston's name. Uh.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I literally said it like 20 times earlier okay, say it um, again
2: but did you say it right
0: because you might have just yeah. been practicing no no, no it's not <laughs> eckleston eckleston
1: Yep. I, I well, had,
2: you were just practicing I, saying it wrong i fear
0: we'll we'll check in every episode to see if you got it yet
1: this will be our, our part of our first season arc is can robert get <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh we'll get there eventually um i honestly i think for a pilot for introducing what they need to introduce and for being like having the silliness of classic doctor who as their source material i think they did a pretty good job of modernizing it and bringing it to like i i gave it a lot of shit i don't like knowing where it's going i think they did a solid job i wouldn't consider it like a great episode but that's just because i know that it gets better you know what i mean yeah like I know like, what I'm the comparing context it to. Of
2: greater Doctor Who. It's yeah. fine. But mm-hmm. I think that it is a good job of like establishing the characters and the tone mm-hmm. of the series. Yeah.
0: And if you're going at it from a, a a point of oh, I've never seen this before, it sets up a lot of mystery with the Doctor in order mm-hmm. to like keep you hooked. Like, if you heard Time Lord, what is that about? What war are they talking about where he said it wasn't his fault? Was it his fault? And then who is this doctor?
2: <laughs> just gotta Google the word doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just
1: Google it. I was thinking about this all week before we recorded. Just like, how do I talk about this episode? Because I realize it's, because it doesn't do anything super bad that you can make fun of it. Or it doesn't do anything super great that, like, I remember. It has, it's good. And that's, like, kind of what it needed to be. Like Yeah. Yeah. To like just introduce you first episode, it's good. There's nothing terrible about it. I mean, the CGI has aged poorly. <laughs> <But if you laughs> Incredible. To, like, poorly. 2005, it would have been about average CGI um, for yeah. like a television show.
0: Even the trash um,
2: can.
1: Well, the trash can probably was worse. At it, like the fire, the explosion earlier, and some of the other stuff like mm-hmm. average for 2005. That CG on that trash can, I think, was always bad. <laughs> <laughs> but but the there's thing also is...
2: just something, like, charming about really bad special effects in sci-fi, right?
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I will say, when when Doctor Who does get a little bit more polished on the CGI, it does lose a little bit of just the messiness, which is sort of endearing about mm-hmm. the series.
1: Yeah, there's, like, a charm to... Um, that's clearly a man in a... It's, like... For, Old Star Trek episodes had and like old Doctor Who just like that's clearly a dude in a suit that is very restrictive in movement. And like and it's the same with like the CGI where you're like, man, that was rough, but like it adds to the the silliness, I think, in a way. Yeah.
0: I think I'm going to give the first episode just a real solid right down the middle of five. Just like this sets the baseline. I am. I don't know All if right. you guys want to, but I think it's a good idea. We, I think we should rate it and then take the average, and that's the episode rating.
2: I mean, I, th- I do th- think five is reasonable. It's just, yeah, it's decent. It's, it's not terrible. It sets it up. It's yeah. the baseline. Yeah, if well, we're wait. using,
1: well, see, this is why I'm worried about using numbers. Is like, what do we mean by ten quirks out of eleven gizmos? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> what. <laughs> Five and if stars. If are like solid baseline, like nothing terrible, but nothing yeah. amazing, then yeah, I would give it a five as yeah. well.
0: Yeah. A five is what the is, is, it's average.
1: It peaks, it's, there's enough in there, like yeah. you said, like, to peak your interest. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the chemistry between, um, see, now you got me nervous to say his name. The ninth doctor in Rome. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Come on.
1: Hectelson. Mm, oh that was even worse
2: uh, man the books you
1: guys gave me um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you there bud I promise but I think they're two solid leads and it's like yeah. if I was watching this for the first like trying to re- recall a little bit of when I watched it for the first time I'm like this is interesting I'll keep going it wasn't like amazing but like it was fun
0: mm-hmm. yeah you know? I think that's what's important for this show is it needs to be fun it doesn't need to be like the end all be all like perfect Television series, it doesn't need to win all the awards because of its masterful writing or whatever, but at the at at the very heart of it, Doctor Who needs to be fun. Yeah. And some episodes just aren't fun. (laughs) But we'll get to that eventually.
2: Did we know that Billy Piper was like a teen pop star? I did not know this until I watched this episode and then Googled it.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah. Is her music on Spotify?
2: Probably.
1: I it's don't know. But yeah, that's where she got her start was, um, in like it was the number one, like British number one, like, so both of them are were like well-known in Britain, like, alright, let's try it one more time. Christopher <laughs> Echtelson.
2: Nope. Robert, just, their head just stop
0: with the T's. It's Eckle. Eckle. Like, like heckle.
1: Eccle. Yeah. Eckle
2: Eccleston. Stun. Stun. You got it. Dickelstone. Yeah, there, there you
1: go. Eccleston was in some Hollywood films, right? Twenty eight days later and like Gone in sixty seconds. So he's he was a little no bigger quantity, but I think how do how do I put this? British no? British popular? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Regional at best. Mm-hmm.
1: Regional, um the UK knew who they were, right? Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, Billy Piper's music is on Spotify. So I will be listening to all of that before. Fantastic. The episode. Yeah. <laughs> I will have a lot to talk about, about Billy Piper's music. Yeah. All righty. Well, if that's, if that's where we're calling it, um, thanks to everybody who's listening. Uh, and if you, again, like I said at the beginning of the episode, if you would like to share with us your thoughts, ideas for bits or 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 things you want us to to talk about maybe um dr whom podcast at gmail.com and we are launching a patreon if you search for dr whom i'm sure you'll find it if not i will will put the link after this or the name of it because i don't know what it is right now
2: (laughs) we'll have links in the episode description
0: yeah Anything you guys want to plug before we say goodbye? No. Okay.
2: Watch Doctor not Who. Not the moment. Keep up with the show. Yeah.
0: yeah. If you didn't watch the episode before you're wa- listening to this, what are you doing? We're well, listen. I know we're entertaining, but we're not good enough for the to to tell you exactly what happened. And it's worth. It's so worth it to just laugh at the CGI of the trash can. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that trash can moment. Well, <laughs> it's a special place, and I think oh, well, it all hurts now.
0: Yeah. all righty well thanks for listening thanks robert thanks libby for being here
1: later have a good day Bye.
2: thanks for listening to dr whom this episode was written and produced by andrew blayhawk libby burnett and robert o'brien thank you to kevin mcleod for the use of his song space jazz If you like the show, don't forget to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Dr. Whom Pod. And if you are so inclined to support us monetarily, please consider backing us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Dr. Whom. And as always, keep listening for more goofy sci-fi and 2020s opinions on a 2000s show. Thank you.